Thanks for joining us. It's Friday, August 18th. I am WTOC's digital anchor and multimedia journalist, Simone McKinney. It is time to bring you the biggest stories from this week. An invasive insect was found in Savannah with the nickname Bee Hawk. And if you have Georgia power, you may have noticed a hike in your electric bill. Plus, there is uncertainty over what's next for former President Trump as Fulton County awaits his surrender. The deadline for former President Trump and more than a dozen people associated with him to surrender in Fulton County draws closer by the day. Following a 98-page indictment with 41 charges, 13 of those charges belong to Trump. Prosecutors say Trump tried to interfere in the 2020 election to reverse the outcome in Georgia. WTOC's Haley Bond spoke with experts who say all of this creates a very unique landscape for the 2024 election. And negotiations are underway for Trump to turn himself in, and he's expected to do that just next week. Now, all of this is happening as his campaign for the White House continues. I talked to Dr. Kimberly Martin, a political professor with Georgia Southern University, who says all of this creates a very unique landscape for the 2024 election. This is the first time that we've had someone who was a former president who could be um, charged with a crime and could potentially go to jail, much less a potential sitting president who could be serving jail time. So this is really uncharted territory for us. Trump is facing 13 charges, including violating Georgia's racketeering law. Prosecutors say Trump was a part of a criminal enterprise that had the goal of overturning the state's 2020 election results. Being convicted of racketeering charges in a state court is probably worst case scenario for Donald Trump for a couple of reasons. So first of all, he can't be pardoned. Dr. Martin says Trump's best bet is to get this case moved out of Fulton County. If they could argue that the alleged crimes were committed while he was trying to check and ensure that there were free and fair elections going on, then there's a good likelihood that it will get moved, removed to federal courts. From there, Martin says there's different rules in federal court, which could in turn potentially work out in Trump's favor. He could get a judge and a jury that's more sympathetic or more favorable to him, essentially. So that would be one thing. The other thing is that if a Republican is in office after November of 2024, what that Republican could do, whether it's him or another Republican, is get the Department of Justice to throw out the case entirely. Trump's attorney, Mark Meadows, who is also indicted in the case, has already filed a motion to have his charges moved to federal court. Dr. Martin says there's still a lot of uncertainty over what happens next. All of this at this point is just probabilities. You know, will he be able to remove it to federal court? He might, he might not. If he can't, will he be convicted of racketeering in Georgia? You know, we don't know. And so it's all a lot of what ifs at this point. The people indicted in this case have until the 25th to surrender in Fulton County. The first Republican debate is scheduled for next Wednesday in Milwaukee. While he has qualified for it, it's unclear if Trump plans to be there. Federal investigators are looking for tips after arresting a karate instructor on child exploitation charges. Homeland Security investigations in the McIntosh County Sheriff's Office arrested Gary Meadows on Wednesday. He's charged after investigators say he was caught downloading material that showed children being sexually abused. Officials say the call for tips is urgent because Meadows worked primarily with elementary aged kids. He was a part-time instructor at Advanced Martial Arts in Brunswick. You can 
Washington report suspected child sexual exploitation or missing children to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's toll-free 24-hour hotline at 800-843-5678. We also have contact information for human trafficking victims and survivors on our website, WTOC.com. COVID cases are on the rise for the first time in months in our area. Doctors say symptoms aren't severe, but there are several things you need to know about this recent uptick. For example, experts say more people with COVID are not as sick as they are fatigued. Doctors at Memorial, St. Joseph's, and Candler say hospitalizations are rising. This week at Memorial, 14 people were in the hospital with COVID. Two of them were in the ICU. St. Joseph's and Candler hospitals have seen a 14% increase in COVID emergency room visits. And as far as protection, experts say if you don't have the recent bivalent booster, you likely aren't protected from COVID, no matter how healthy you are. They add it is best to talk to your doctor about how often you should be vaccinated. If you're in the Peach State, you may have noticed a jump in your electric bill. Georgia's Public Service Commissioner says they are using that money to pay for new nuclear reactors. The new reactor at Plant Vogel went live at the very end of July. It's a project that took more than a decade and went $17 billion over budget. But Commissioner Tim Eccles say they stand by their decision to build it. WTOC's Lindsey Stenger reports. With major growth comes major needs, and one of those needs is electricity. Well, we need power. We've got companies like Hyundai coming in just around the corner from Savannah. All of the Hyundai suppliers, it's an enormous amount of energy. If you take just five companies that have recently come to Georgia, they will take the equivalent of the entire reactor that just came online, and we've got many more coming. A replacement that Public Service Commissioner Tim Eccles says is a necessary part of maintaining power for Georgia. Earlier this year, the commission approved Georgia Power to increase the electric bills by 12%, and that went into effect in June. Of course, when you bill things, your costs will go up, bills will go up. We can't, we can't help that. I mean, toilet paper's gone up, cards have gone up, eggs have gone up. Things rise in price, but the Public Service Commission's job is to make sure everything's ready for the future and, and we're on track for our future here in Georgia. Although this may be a few years behind and much over budget, this is the newest nuclear power plant constructed in recent history. The unit is expected to serve half a million households and businesses with an estimated life of 60 to 80 years. The commissioner says that he is thankful for everyone's patience. Look at all the power that we need now. I'm really glad that we have kept at this and finished this project. This recent reactor is the third for Plant Vogel, and Ecos says that there is going to be another one that could open up just as soon as January, but that could mean another $5 hike. An invasive insect was detected in Savannah in August. The Georgia Department of Agriculture confirmed during a news conference on Tuesday the detection of a living yellow-legged hornet for the first time in the United States. A beekeeper saw two of them and immediately reported it earlier this month. Experts say the hornets eat bees and other pollinators, posing a threat to Georgia's top industry, agriculture. One University of Georgia insect expert says the species will most likely be monitored for several years. Let's pretend it was one nest and you kill that one nest. You're going to monitor for several years because the term eradication means there's zero. And knowing that there's zero is very hard. Generally what we're looking at is this thing's about an inch long. It's kind of brown in color. Uh, has yellow cheeks. Uh, it has the fourth abdominal segment has a yellow stripe on it. 
uh, and then half the legs are yellow. The Georgia Department of Agriculture notes that if the hornets do establish here in the long term, they won't just affect pollinators in the industry, but the livelihood of Georgia farmers. You can find more information on the yellow-legged hornet and all of these stories on WTOC.com. That's the Weekly Wrap. I'm Simone McKinney. Have a wonderful weekend.